Welcome to the cage, you animals, for your tightest coverage of UFC and all things mixed martial arts for fans new and old. This is Better Fight Cast. <laughs> Leading today's schooling will be our resident MMA historian, Joe Newbauer at Joe MMA. Let's see, last minute main event cancellations, controversial judging and officiating, and more MMA stars wanting to be boxers. Well, Matthew J. Better, we're back into the full MMA swing of things. It's a weird world. He's been living and breathing mixed martial arts since he was a kid, scouring video store shelves for Pride VHS tapes. I am Matt Kokomo Jr. at Matthew J. Better, credentialed writer, certified personal trainer, and a student of comedy, exploring how to maximize the human experience. You can also hear Joe and I, and usually Gabby, do that on this network's other publication, Better Health and World. Get that and this on iTunes or SoundCloud. We explore the maximum human experience today by bearing witness to the bestest, purest sport you can follow. Joe, what should we know? Well, let's jump right into the fights. There was a UFC 215 pay-per-view this weekend you might or probably might not have heard about it. it, wasn't a very popular one, where again, as we have faced this situation in 2017 so many times, I think this is the third time, especially of a pay-per-view. First was 209 with Tony and Khabib for the interim title. Second was 213 with Nunez and Shevchenko. And again, 215 with Ray Borg and Demetrius Johnson as a main event was pulled from us not even 48 hours before the event. Oh, this was 2.15? This is 2.15, yes. That just happened? Yes. Okay, I thought it was 2.14. You know, not even 48 hours before the event, Ray Borg was canceled in his main event clash with Demetrius Johnson with a viral illness. Yeah, that's rough. Whatever that means, whatever he got, he that's had a viral illness. Now, that's a lot of people are pointing History towards... History gets delayed. Yeah. And a lot of people are pointing towards... Weight issues. Yep. A lot of the fighters really were coming out and speaking, saying this thing is probably due to weight. We've talked a lot about weight cutting. I don't like weight cutting. Uh, as, as someone who wants human beings to live as healthy as they should be, possibly, it's crazy to me, this weight cutting thing. I remember back in high school, I had friends on the wrestling team. And I'd watch, you know, I got I got wrestling practice tonight. I'm eating this water and this half can of tuna. Like, whoa, 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 for all day? That's it? Yeah, I got to make weight. Hmm. But you got to be working later. Like, what? Why? Why? Why is this how athletes are? Why? This is not right. You should you should be healthy. Mm-hmm. Ray Borg's claiming it wasn't due to weight cutting issues. But the first thing Ray Borg did, fired his nutritionist. Yeah. That's the first thing he did. You know what always blows me away is that they say nutritionist instead of dietitian because what you really want is a dietitian because a nutritionist is sort of a made-up word, but they always say nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Oh, a whole side note. Maybe they that's, maybe that's part of the spread. problem. Maybe you need someone who's properly credentialed. I don't know what's happening, but it led to certain fighters. I mean, like Kevin Lee came out and really went on a rant, a guy that's really pushing for the 165-pound division. Mm. Since in California they did the – Weight cutting procedures, uh, a different way. They did that ten point system. Remember for UFC two fourteen, that was is, the first card. Is is the weight cutting system where they check your weight like a week ahead of time too? Like a month. It was like and a it's got to be. So it's got to be the same all those times. You got to be at a certain mark. 
They're not going to let you lose like so 30 pounds. Did you say overnight. 30 days and 20 days and 10 days and yes. then the day before? Yeah. All of those? Something like so that, that basically yeah. means you can't cut weight. That that basically you makes you... You have to you, do it the right way. You have to be your weight to be yeah. those... Or you have to do it in a healthy manner. I mean, you they can't... can't see it seems jump. like you can't go up and down every 10 days, then fight, because then you would die, right? Yeah, I mean... So it seems like this basically, make, this basically makes people have to cut, keep mm-hmm. their weight or keep their weight cut for a month, mm-hmm. which you can't do. I make assume. them keep discipline, honestly, if they're going to make yeah. it to the fight. Right. I think you can see a red flag quicker than later with that system. Yeah, I'm like actually a all heart attack system. or an aneurysm or something. Jesus. I really am for that, Cali. Now, because I'm looking at it, This was in Edmonton, UFC 215. Just be your weight. Just do your weight. Be your weight. And Everybody. Let's I'll make feel, the world right at once at the same time. I really feel like that California Athletic Commission really is on to something with that weight-cutting process. They I really are. I love it. Everybody should just be their weight. I'm going to stop. But this is the fight that had Kevin Lee upward and was calling for more weight divisions. I know that has to be for personal gain because he is a huge 155-er because Ray Borg is 125. He already has a division. He, his division's already there. If he wanted to jump up to 135, he can. Mm-hmm. And by the sounds of it, I kind of recommend it. I mean, yeah. I bet you he'll feel better. I bet you he'll look like a better fighter at 135 than 125. He ruined a lot of our good fun this weekend. Well, I don't know if we wanted people to see history in the first place. Well, I, th- I think I just, I just, it for when I first heard this, I was just like, oh my god, this isn't over with. <laughs> like I wanted the, I wanted this to be over with. That was my reaction when I heard that this fight got canceled. Like, ah! we just get it over with. So then maybe Mighty Miles can fight someone good or jump up to one thirty-five. And he might be moving this if one twenty-five is still beat, which will help a two sixteen. Yeah. Fight. Okay, yeah, if it's yeah, one of the one of the under fights. In hindsight, it sucks. I mean, two fifteen was so. <laughs> I mean, I watched the card though, but I don't know. Do you feel the need for more weight classes right now, or do you feel we still can wait a little while for that? For we have so many interim titles being handed out. Uh, I it think that there me. are some. I think there are some weights that could get their own classes. I'm not sure if I well, remember some of the higher ones or something. But California approved for 165. They approved for 175, 195, and then 225. Those are the that's good. You're looking at that people can create. I think right that's now. good. I don't really think they need any more. Otherwise, no. I think we've got enough now because what I don't I, we don't need them every five pounds. Like, would that be the next I don't step? Mind the 10. Would that be the next step? Because, I mean, what more would there be? We got, a, in men's, we got, what, 125, 135, 145, 155, 65, 75? No 65. Okay, no 65. It's 70. Okay, so one, okay, of course, yes. One fi- yeah, 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 I should have known that. Those are Connor's two belts. Duh. Which, 155 and 170 were Connor's two belts, right? I or no, 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 no. He had 145 and 155. Yeah. He fought Diaz at 170 and lost and then the first time. And then he won at 155. No, he won at 170 again. Okay. Okay. So he fought him twice at 170. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that's right. Because I remember you saying like you know come down on my terms. Well, because of because they I, both sort of wanted to fight at 155. Only because there weird. only because there is a 125, 135, 145, so, 155. I've kind of grown used to the idea of maybe having 165. Get rid of the 170 and just make a 175. Okay. So yeah, every 10 pounds. So yeah. Every 10 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I was just an accidental prophet like Brandon Stark. That's all that was. Don't worry about me. I'm good. I'm good. That wasn't I mean, that wasn't a rookie. And I think uh, divisions would be very stacked and I think like more that. people could fight in their home. I really do. I think they could have a better 
they have more weights to go by, you know, especially for guys that are cutting down to 155 when maybe they could just go to 165. Yeah, when they walk around at like 189. Like, yeah. it's, it's, just, it's crazy. It's crazy the weight, the weight that these guys cut. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm not really still jumping up and down for the Ray Borg and Demetrius Johnson fight. Nobody is. Even if it's rebooked soon, I just don't know if Ray Borg's going to be able to make it If to it's rebooked soon, it's how I felt about Maymac. Get it over with. Yeah. Get it over with. But again, it's just the third. This is just the way year. And then if, if 125 is completely beat, he's finally broken Anderson Silva's record. Then maybe we can see Mighty Mouse do some fun Hulk versus Superman stuff in another division or something. I think he's, I think he's ready for that now. But with that being said, I don't said, think he is. I don't think he thinks he is. This is just the way year 2017 has been going. Right. It's just been for MMA. We finally get the good news at UFC 214. John Jones is back, and then that rug is just taken right out from under us with that USADA test. It's just 2017 for MMA. It's one of those years where it's testing us, but we've seen this a year like this before. I want to say it was 2012 or 2014. I can't remember exactly which one, but every main event was falling off. Did both no Diaz McGregor healthy. fights happen in 16? Yes. Yeah, dude, 2017. Ronda Rousey fought in December. Follow up. UFC 200. 2017 is a rough follow up. 2016 was their best year in, ever. In a, in a business climate that demands infinite growth, this has been a rough year for well, that company. It's, it, I mean, they've still done well if they made money off of Maymag and everything. I it don't depends. know how you gauge I mean, that, how you factor that into the spreadsheets or whatever. 2016 was their as far best as year MMA ever. Fights, yeah. Ever. Yeah. There was no other year better than 2016. <laughs> no, dude. So it is hard to cover up. But they've also been a lot of to forget things. about it. You ain't gonna do better than that. You know, you have guys wanting to be boxers. You have people getting married. You just have so many things going on. All your top stars left, which that isn't the problem. But then on top of it, when you have people not showing up to the main event, your main event players, right now. Yeah, how many main events have been canceled this year? Three. God. Three pay per view main events, and that that's just that's a lot. That is a lot. What were the other two? It was 209, Khabib and Tony, and right. then it was the sinus infection with Amanda Nunez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You mentioned that and earlier. And then, of course, I this. I and I, I honestly, this is my personal opinion. I think all three are weight-related. Yeah. All three I of them. I believe that. I don't want to say it's a weight problem epidemic. I, I think mean, I've been experiencing some recent sinus pressures, and it's from, like, a lack of sleep and proper nutrition because I've just been pushing myself, burning mm-hmm. the candle at both ends kind of thing. And that, that's weight-cutting kind of similar... Somewhere kind of just not take care of yourself. Not well, take care of yourself. When you cut that much weight and you start taking it out of your body mm-hmm. and you don't do it the healthy way, you are more prone. You're pushing to your body too much and illnesses. Pushing your body and whatever. too much. Yeah, you're and more prone. To natural especially thing. if you have something. Like I didn't tonight. catch some weird bug. I just pushed myself too far. Once I got a good night's sleep or two, you're dead. All right. Well, with that being said, let's move on to what UFC 215 was in Edmonton. Canada, the gate was still north, a little bit north of $2 million as the thing was officially still a sellout. Even after Ray Borg and Muddy Mouse fell off, they offered refunds. Some people got their refunds and they were bought right back up. Huh. As 16,232 like fans. Nice. Nice. Sold Everybody's out the whole It just shows you how good the Canada fan base is. I swear by it, they might be the most loyal fans in all of MMA because mm-hmm. they go, they still sell out the worst of product that the UFC has been giving them. And I don't yeah. want to say it's garbage they're giving them. They've just been getting a lot of bad luck. Yeah. Their cards, everybody seems to fall off. But they are still diehard and loyal, and it shows you that there is not enough of a demand going on in Canada because you can't 
I, I don't I still don't think you can appease to everybody in the world that loves mixed martial arts. Man, Some if, people say if he really starts rolling again, if he's not too old for this, can you just can you imagine the fervor that could overtake? Our, well, you, our did you see the, the business? North? Did you see what business he's done for Canada imagine, already? Can you imagine if he's really like if he's still if he really has had his five year training camp if he's still ready to go? Can you imagine? Mm. That'd be awesome. Remember, he's I'd be out. so happy. Well, he's my fighter. Like if I had to pick a fighter, out. I would probably still go with GSP over Connor or. Donald Cerrone or anybody like that. Like I don't know. He's he's definitely in the conversation but still. He's remember, what got me into the sport. I love GSP. He's what got me into this. GSP he's what brought sold me out into the this. Toronto Skydome against Jake Shields. Well, it wasn't an official sellout because the UFC only put out fifty five thousand tickets because mm. they didn't want any more people than that. They were worried they would I would them not experience. be surprised. He's the least person I would be surprised to see after time off, even time like this, to come back in there and still just dominate like a boss. We'll see. We'll, we'll find out. It's been a long time. We'll find out. He, him better than anybody. He's else. going up a whole him, weight class. Him too. better than anybody else. I don't know. It's yeah, still but the a lot age could help. The weight class could help, and the age could help. Those things go together. That's why you had that's, said that he went up that weight class because he's old. That's way to be seen. That is way to be. Oh, right, that's, uh, we'll find out come November fourth. Uh, that's the one thing seen. about uh, that. If he shows up, but moving on to UFC two fifteen in the main event, Amanda Nunez did battle. Valentina Shevchenko well, in a battle round war. I thought it was a good. Was fight. it a war? Would you consider war? I heard it was boring. Look, in my a strong opinion, technical fight, I guess it's still a war. You know if they're what? all and like on defense the, the whole time. The bloodthirsty just bleed MMA fans. They want blood, guts, and brutality. But I'm I, as a longtime fan of this sport. I thought it was a very technical woman's fight. I have, and I am down with. When we were talking about Tyrone Woodley being a boring fighter, I I appreciate the champ wanting to maintain their spot and holding on to that security because when you're no longer the champ, the only thing that you get paid on is based on your number of times you fought. Mm-hmm. But when you're the champ, you get that more money. So I mean, there's no I mean, and, and it, no one can come in and pressure you to not. I mean, yeah, I get it. I get being well, a boring fighter in the champ. In they the were both, I didn't think they fought boring. I think they both went for it. I, I thought they were both pretty aggressive, especially Amanda Nunez. She was aggressive. Valentina Shevchenko was definitely Were they aggressive, her. really? Yeah, I mean, they were swinging. I mean, Valentina Shevchenko still hit her over 100 times. Yeah, but you heard – you can't listen to everything everybody says. I hear you. It's like watching linemen play in the NFL. It's yeah. hard to judge if you're not – one of them. Look, it wasn't the greatest fight, but it was a high-level technical fight. It was two of the best. There was no doubt that these two girls should have been fighting for the 135-pound strap. Yeah. This is the real fight. This is the problem with people. This is the real fight. And then when everybody calls out these other money fights that they actually buy, they say, oh, the sport's not pure. But this is a poor, pure fight, stupid. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is it. This is the legit 135 best female on the planet, and nobody cares. Ray uh, Mighty Mouse. He was fighting Ray Borg, but he was the best pound for pound supposed fighter in the world. Nobody cared. When they booked the fights, oh, Tyron Woodley, Damian Maya. Nobody cared about that fight. That fight wouldn't have sold on its own. Yep. The only reason it did good buys and got so many viewers was because it was on a John Jones card. And it's, it's the thing that just drives me nuts about the MMA landscape. It's like they complain so much about money fights and then when they book the real fights they complain about that too there is no no medium there's just none 
Yeah, because with the money fights, I mean, we saw Floyd and Connor go out there and entertain people because I think part of it was influenced by the fact that they didn't want to disappoint people for all that money. But this, th- these, these are, these are more. This is business. This mm-hmm. is real. This isn't a spectacle. This isn't performance art. This is the real fight, and they're going to win, however they can. Mm-hmm. Some so people liked you. it. Some I'm people didn't like it. I thought it was a good fight. The two people I was with, they liked it too. And one's actually a huge boxing fan. I mean, if both players are equal, it seems like it should be pretty good. It's. I didn't think it was a bad fight. It's not something I'm going to go back and watch, but I appreciate yeah. it for what it was. I really. I mean, it's, it's like a football game where the defenses are much better than the offenses. And, of course, to go with it, we had some uh, controversial split decision in the end. The judges didn't really know who to give it for. Really? Um, which, by the way, i got to give it out to Edmonton. At least they did adopt all the unified rules of MMA. But the judging was kind of kooky. Not that I really disagree with the decision in the main event. Because um, Amanda Nunez got the nod. And I don't know, we were talking about this earlier. I don't know how much you get for being the champ. And if you're going to take the belt it from the champ, you just got to take it from them. Like You really got to earn it. Like... I want the judges to not know who the champ is and have to pick who they thought did better. I agree. I wish that that is how we could do this. Well, you know, it's weird. I just saw in Russia, Rusamal Harris just had a fight. I can't remember the guy he fought, but he, it was a controversial split decision. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they brought in three different judges that never saw the fight, sit in the room and rewatch the fight and judge it as if they were there live and turned it over into a draw. <laughs> I just read about this. I mean, if it's a draw, then it stays with the champ. But it's, you just have to make sure you cannot make a decision. I wish there was is, just a way. The just, judging is bad. Let's teleport some judges in from a parallel universe where these guys aren't the champs. They don't know. And just, that's what I want to know. And it depends on how you want to look at this thing. Okay, I'm going to tell you exactly from my point of view what I saw. I saw Amanda Nunez win rounds one and two off of pure octagon control and aggression. Hmm. Not because she like beat her up real bad. It was mostly because of octagon controlling aggression. And somebody has to win the round, for the most part. I thought Shemchenko started coming back in the third and fourth rounds where she was out striking her. You know, Amanda Nunez was still the aggressor, but I felt like every one time Nunez hit Shevchenko, Shevchenko would hit her two or three times mm. to follow up. And then, of course, it came down to the fifth round, and Shevchenko obviously outstruck her, but Nunez got like two takedowns. Where that's takedowns where or knockdowns, takedowns like like okay. wrestling takedowns, not full big slams either. Just got her down. Okay. Um, so she had the octagon control. I guess mm. that's the only thing I could say. Because if it was damage, you're crazy. Mm. I don't know. And, and it's the, it's the biggest thing in MMA. I don't know how sometimes I feel like the refs score a takedown more than like a punch to the face. Almost as if a takedown scores more. Like it's such a big game changer. Uh... I mean, one takedown versus one punch, I could see a takedown being worth more than that. I don't know. Depends how long. The, I mean, if you get on top of them, you smother them for the rest of the round. But if it's a quick one and they get right back up, I, I just don't know. You're still exerting your control over I them. just think the punch to the face would hurt more and it's losing yeah. more damage. Yeah. It's a big, big yeah. argument. But I we, mean, you're you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong with a punch. But... Perhaps being worth more than a takedown. At the end of the day, when I thought about it, at first I was leaning towards Shevchenko mm. because when the Compu Strike came out, she did outstrike her. It was don't quote me on the exact numbers, but it was like a hundred and six to eighty six. Mm. She outstruck her by like twenty plus punches mm. or strikes, significant strikes. Which I always look at because I'm like, okay, well, she was definitely, you know, it might have looked like 
you know, Amanda But what Nunez, if the lesser striker was more efficient? How much does that factor in? It does some, but you were still hit 20 more times. Okay. So more than likely, and that was a technical, so it's not like that was a sloppy rock'em sock'em robots contest. Right. But then when I really thought about it, I felt like Shevchenko won, but at the end of the day, Nunez won rounds one and two, Shevchenko won rounds three and four, and in that fifth round with Shevchenko outstriking her and Amina Nunez was winning the grappling and octagon control, I saw it as a draw. Hmm. I don't think they pull enough draws in MMA. Hmm. I really don't. And it doesn't hurt anything. You know, instead of the championship nod, give it the draw. Because that's exactly what, what I thought that money? point was. Nobody gets paid? I don't know. That's something for them. That they're going to have to figure out. What I think if it is going to be a draw anyway, give it to the champ. I guess. I mean, because the champ remains the champ. I guess they could split the money. I mean, the champion's still winning in the long run because they keep their belt. Kind of right. like Tyron Woodley, Stephen Thompson. Yeah, I, yeah you're that right. They shouldn't draw. be so afraid to call it a draw. No. There's a draw for a reason. Yeah. That it, It's on the cards for and a for reason. For the record, UFC shouldn't keep the money. They should both just split the pot. I think the they pot. both should get the money. They should yeah. split the pot. Whatever it would be. Yeah. Winner and loser. But that's on them. I don't really get into the money because... I don't know. No, I've decided. I, I just, that's how. No, that's what's gonna happen. I just I can't get into the I've, money. It's it's there's it's too official. many people calling out other people's money, especially right now. Like Money Mouse hasn't been paid yet. I don't know what's going on with that. But he made one little. It's like statement. the pay per view refunds. Like, ah, get off our back. We'll do it. We'll do it. Well, they did hand out refunds though. I think mm-hmm. the media just jumped on it too fast because they didn't hear the word yet. Right. Dana White had to personally come out and say, "Shut up." I'm handing out refunds to anybody that needs it. Yeah. We appreciate our customers. And I'm not going to screw them mm-hmm. over like that. I thought they jumped on them too hard. Just like this, they're still working through the kinks, and the media is already jumping. This is why Dana stopped talking to the media. Dana used to be an open book. Mm-hmm. Dana White used to do scrums after every single show, and they were my favorite things because he is People tell are all. different. Culture is different. Tell all. And then they just started everything he said. They would we're twist a, it and just run their mouth about it. a big, dumber pile of animals now. That's for sure. And now we get no scrums. Thank you, media. Thank you very much. No you scrums. did that. But I think it should have been a draw. Amanda Nunez still keeps her title. But at the end of the day, I don't have the biggest problem with it because I'm not really bloodthirsty for the rematch. Like after no. the fight got canceled in July, no. Now no. we just had it. It it was a pretty well, good fight, but it wasn't anything uh, you're gonna go. Wow, I have to see that again. It's not that caliber. Maybe it would have. It would be like the reverse of uh, the Tyrone Woodley Stephen Thompson. Fight? Is that the one where the first one was good and the second one was terrible? Am I am I mixing up my guys? Who did he fight? Yeah, twice. It was, it was Stephen. It was Thompson. those two, right? Yeah, Woodley Stephen Thompson. Thompson the, the first, first one was was, great. was a great war, the night, and then the second one they were both too careful and yeah. scared of each other. Got, got boring. So maybe this will be the reverse. No, but I don't think they're going to book the rematch. No, I don't either. First of all, I mean, pretty much this is the headline. I got out of it. I saw it somewhere. But current 135 pound champion beats the future 125 pound champion. As Shevchenko cuts no weight to get the 135, she is all natural. She actually has to gain weight to be yeah, 135. And she fights, at, one, she fights at 133 about. and a half. That's what she weighed in at. I mean, the girl is a phenom of a fighter. Absolutely fantastic. Amanda Nunez I is I bet she looks great at both weights. In the ring, I mean, of course. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, I do agree with that sentiment. She can go to 125. 
probably get a title shot automatically just off of her name and how good she is. And I think she'll become the champion off of any name I'd see at 125 right now. I'm excited. Let's give her a 137.5-pound so. division just for her. And then, of course, in the co-main event, Rafael Dos Anjos easily dismantled Neil Magny. Here's a guy that, speaking of weight cutting, used to cut the 155 pounds. You know, can't do it anymore. Jumped up to Which 170. One? Rafael Dos Anjos. Okay. Jumped up to 170. Of course, his two wins are against good competition, but I wouldn't say they were elite competition mm-hmm. yet. I mean, this guy is already, a lot of people are calling for him to get the next title shot. Because he's a former 155-pound champion. Hmm. He did dispose of Neil Magny real quick, but for some reason, Neil Magny cannot go against a good Wait, ground I'm sorry, guy. which division are they calling for him to take the title 170. shot in? Okay, that's, what, okay, that's what I thought you were saying. And um, he was actually almost, he was the backup for Damian Maya if Damian huh. Maya wasn't able to show up and fight Tyron Woodley at 214. Interesting. So I still think he needs at least one more fight, but this just shows people somebody used to be a 155-pound champion. Connor is the champion. There is a log jam in that division. Donald Cerrone did it first. He moved up to 170 pounds, and unfortunately until he lost to it was Robbie Lawler, and if he would have got the Robbie Lawler win, we'd probably be talking about him getting the title shot right now. And he was a former one number one contender at 155. And then here we are, RDA, moving up to 170. Uh, Chris Wyman at middleweight. My advice is these guys that are stuck in these logjam of divisions that don't have people that are defending their title or it's not going, if you're cutting that much weight to get there, just go up a division. And in an era that wants the spectacle. Yeah. Jump, I mean, I think if Chris Wyman went up to 205, that division is wide open right now. Mm-hmm. One or two wins will put him in a very good spot at 205. Probably a title shot. Quicker than the long Wait, you're talking about RDA? No, RDA is just another example. Moving up to 120, moving up to 170 from 155. Who are you talking about moving up to? I was to talking about uh, Chris Wyman. Chris Wyman going to 205? Okay. Yeah. And RDA to 170 is what you're saying. Well, he's already there. He's at 170. And now he's on a two-fight win streak, and people are already mentioning title shot. Mm, okay, At lightweight, okay. nobody's even talking about it. We're getting another interim title. Connor's supposed to fight maybe Nate Diaz next for the real title. Man, so what happens? Better. Make what happens? The happen. division, the titles are getting kind of ridiculous nowadays. But I'm waiting for the bronze belt. It's coming. The interim, we interim. Move on from that. There already South, was Southwest. one at 145. Gilbert Melendez. Wait, what about 145? 145 had a bronze. Remember, they had Connors the champ, and then Jose Aldo already had the interim, and then they created another interim between the Anthony Pettis and uh, Max Holloway fight to save a pay-per-view. God. Remember, so there was three titles floating around in that division. Right, they transubstantiated. They, jo- they made Jose Aldo the, the champion. official champion, yeah. Right. It was a joke. That thing was ridiculous. I think that might have been when I invented the concept of the bronze belt. Ridiculous. Or the UFC did, I but guess. But to kick off to the show, Gilbert Melendez... Do. Show just how tough he is by not giving up to Jeremy Stevens after Jeremy Stevens pretty much broke his leg or, or I'm sorry his shin in half in the first round, and Gilbert Melendez limped and fought that whole fight. Switched to a southpaw style. Oh, he went Rocky. He went reverse Rocky. It was crazy. I mean, he took a beating. Though. That's awesome. He really did take a beating. Jeremy Stevens beat That's him. That's awesome up too. Bad. I guess. And everybody's talking about how tough Gilbert Melendez is. Mm. And I'm over here like, does everybody forget how awesome Jeremy Stevens looked? It was probably his best performance yet wow. against a top guy. I mean, that fight wouldn't have happened like that if he didn't crack his shin in the beginning. But Jeremy Stevens looked absolutely fantastic, and I don't think he's getting enough credit. But here's when the officiating comes into play. I mean, Gavin Tucker took on Mitch Clark. No, not Mitch Clark. 
he took on Rick Glenn, the former WSOF guy, now Professional Fighters League or whatever. But anyway, he took on Rick Glenn, and in the third round, actually started in the second round, Gavin Tucker took a beating. A just straight beating, where at the end of the day, he suffered four different broken bones in his face. And at some point, the referee didn't stop it. Let me put it this way. Daniel Cormier took off his headset from the commentator booth to jump to the side of the cage and scream at the referee to stop it. Wow. That's how bad he was getting beat. Dana's blasting tweets. Facebook, but whatever messages out that this guy sucks. The referee needs, you know, he should get in there and take a beating like that. Wow. So, and, and, you know, I can't just blame him. What about the corner that didn't throw in the yeah. towel? Somebody's got to take safety and responsibility for these fighters. And this Dang. is in Edmonton. You know what else happened in Edmonton? They're under strict rules because that's where Tim Haig just died in the professional fight. It was like that boxing match with MMA gloves. Oh God! Remember that that guy Tim Hag that just passed away familiar. a couple months ago. Wow. I mean, these guys—it's like they just didn't learn. Dang! Like you really That's just didn't awful. learn, did wow. you? Wow! Wow! I mean, come on, man! And then, of course, in the women's division, I gotta give it uh, Ketlin Vera. I did not expect her to submit Sarah McMahon like that—the former Olympic silver gold medalist. I was absolutely stunned. It's, it's, she very well could be next in line for a 135 pound title shot. I really think that girl's got the goods. I think you could give her a shot. She deserves it. She probably won't get it, but that was a big win. I had Sarah McMahon as a huge favorite. I thought that girl was not getting past her. I thought Sarah McMahon was going to blow through her. And congratulations to her. She definitely proved me wrong. And now she is on my radar. And of course, I'm going to talk about. Alex White in his smashing elbows, or elbows as I like to call them, <laughs> as he picked up a very fantastic victory, and good for him. All right, let's move on from 215. I can't believe we spent that much time on that event. I mean, I guess there was some stuff to talk about. I don't know. More controversy than goods, though. Mm. That, that's our, that's mm. our sport. Mm. That's our MMA. That's how we like to play the game. But moving over to some boxing MMA talk, because obviously it just can't stop. No. It just can't stop. But at least we find out two Gross. things about the Maymac whole pay-per-view. Maymac officially becomes the second biggest gate ever with $55 million. Nice. And some people are acting like that's not a good thing because it didn't beat the $72 million that Maypac did. But I'm over here like they still did $55 million in tickets alone. I mean, I'm not surprised because Maypac will draw the biggest boxing fans that you can the biggest amount of them the maymac is more i mean that 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 place was desolate before the main card started or maybe before well maybe before the main fight started like i remember like we got the thing started 45 minutes late here because of their technical difficulties and when we finally got a chance to look the seats were pretty empty weren't they Mm-mm. no I guess that was well, every pay per view in Vegas. It doesn't fill up to the main event. No, nobody goes to all the fights. It's weird. I've always, it's, I've always thought it was weird because yeah. when I went, I went from the first to last. But I'm, I'm a dork like that. Right. I will admit it. But no, I honestly think the only reason it's the second biggest gate ever is because of Maypac and how terrible it was. I don't think oh, people were price, worried about being let down. Yes, the average ticket price ended up being four thousand mm. dollars. Good luck. To go oh, see a boxing sheesh. contest? Ooh. You're going to pay $4,000 to go see a boxing contest? 
much. I mean, that was the average. A lot of people paid a lot more than that. I just don't think it's worth it. And I don't blame them. But maybe it wasn't the biggest sellout ever with the gate, the live attendance, but it already has broken a pay-per-view record. Maymac breaks the UK pay-per-view record set by Anthony Joshua and Wildermere Klitschko just of earlier this year with over a million pay-per-view buys. So in the UK alone, there's the first record. This thing's still trending to break the domestic record in America, and then that's not even all the international sales yet. Wow. I really think this is going to be the biggest pay-per-view of all time when it's all said and done. So where they make the do we, difference... Do we, did you say a, a number? Do we have another ballpark number? Is it still 6.5? I'm still estimating around 6.5. That okay. sounds right. Dana, it sounds like Dana was right. Nice. That's, I mean, he making, me, making me a profit. Side note. Yeah. The he, one would, I predicted it. I'm he knew right. what it was. I knew everything. So that's really all I got on Maymac this week, but I am going to move over to Miss Cyborg Santos. Ooh. We love talking about us some Cyborg, don't we? I love her. And who wouldn't? Cyborg was officially granted a boxing license in California I th- this week. Oh, wow. How did I not think of this before? She, Ooh. from what I gather, wow. Actually, everybody she's huh. talking to, hmm. she is very serious about a boxing future. Her I take contract her. is up in, November, in October. Very seriously. I mean, they're trying to get this Holly Holm versus Cyborg fight done, which is a fight I'm really looking forward to. That's interesting because I wonder how many female boxers there are out there. Just like Clarissa Shields, and that's it. Yeah, because like it's not like Connor going against you know this sport that's been ingrained for a hundred years. Like this is new. Here's a little fact for for females. This is what still drives me crazy. Like female, why they can't they can't find anybody to fight her in MMA? So maybe she. Wow, that's well, interesting. Remember who the number that's one very pound pound boxer was just a few years ago? Holly Holm. <laughs> Holly Holm was the face of boxing, women's mm. boxing. There's not much money over there for women in boxing. Mm-mm. And she came over to the UFC. Yeah. And look at her career so far. She's had ups and downs. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I this think Cyborg would do well. We'll wow. see what happens. I think her next fight should be home. No matter what, but whatever. I'll be here to watch it. These MMA stars still want to be boxers. I'll be here to watch Chris Cyborg box. Oh, and by the way, I want to You're going to buy that pay-per-view, right? I want to talk about boxers being cocky a little bit. The people I've been... But first, would you buy that? What? The Cyborg boxing pay-per-view? No. No, you wouldn't? No. Okay, I guess I won't be here to watch it then. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy Cyborg. Because who's she going to box? Okay. You think she would just steamroll? It would be like her fight nights that I've been watching. Who are these people in the MMA world? Who's she going to box? There is nobody. There's nobody interested. So the female boxing world is not significantly more developed than the female no. mixed martial arts she world? She has two fights in MMA right now that I see off the top of my head. No, three fights that yeah. are willing to fight her. Holly Holm is number one. And you think those people are a more legitimate threat to her than any of these female boxers that get thrown Absolutely. at her? Absolutely. Even though she's never boxed. Holly Holm is the fight. And then after that, whether it's Megan Anderson or Katz and Gano, I don't care. I'll take either. These are legit women. She's in her lane. She's finally finding opponents. The UFC is finally promoting her. But I'm just saying, you really don't think any of these women boxers who have been devoted just to the art of boxing for however long could pose a legitimate threat to the Maybe, Cyborg. but I don't care. Okay. You know, I saw I saw Cyborg get beaten Muay Thai. I didn't care. <coughs> okay. I just didn't. You know what I mean? She's an MMA fighter. Yeah. That's what she does. Fair enough. That's what she's done her whole life. That's what she's known as. That she's supposedly the best female MMA star in the world. Prove it. I'm tired of this boxing thing, man. It's it's grinding my gears. I'm getting so mad. My blood pressure is rising. I can't stand it anymore. I'm done with it. MMA guys, MMA. Boxers, box. Let's get back to the regular formula. 
Yeah. Maymac is over. Let's move on. There is no other fights like Maymac. There just isn't. No. It really, really isn't. No. And with the boxers being cocky, thinking they really got one over on MMA, I still don't think you guys approve squat. Because let's not forget, like, Holly Holm coming over to MMA. She didn't dominate the scene like you guys are proclaiming. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, I mean, we do have you guys, James Tony coming over and Randy Couture dismantling him within a minute with a schoolboy wrestling move. And then, of course, you do guys do have Ray Mercer knocking out Tim Sylvia in an MMA contest. But they were both old, fat, and out of shape, and who cared? But the original MMA versus boxing story actually starts at UFC 1. Hmm. I think a lot of people always forget that. At UFC 1, the card was basically built around a boxer named Art Jimerson. Hmm. If you look back at UFC 1, he's the guy that has one boxing glove on. (laughs) That's what he came into the cage with, one boxing glove. (laughs) Because he wanted to protect his hand. He really did. He wanted to protect his hand because he had another boxing contest in a couple weeks. (laughs) I don't think he really knew what he signed up for. He got in there. He had one <laughs> MMA fight ever. You know who that was? Who? Hoist Gracie. <laughs> it was boxer versus jiu-jitsu before anybody even knew what jiu-jitsu was. Yeah. And that was when the myth was broken about mixed martial arts, and boxers can't beat a mixed martial artist off of UFC 1. Hmm. Royce Gracie went in there, did some weird kicks. Art Jimerson could not close the, dimmer, the distance, and as soon as Royce Gracie got on top of him, he tapped. Gracie didn't even touch him, submit him, choke him, nothing. That's he why he's called the MMA historian, folks. At so, Jono's MMA, a.k.a. Joey Knuckles. I, I just, Joe Neubauer. Follow him on Twitter. I can't at Jono's MMA. this boxing and MMA interpretation. It, it's been proved. Look, boxers come over to the MMA world, you're going to get beat. MMA guys go over to a professional boxer's landscape. If it is a legit boxer that has been practicing their craft their whole life, they're going to get beat. Mm-hmm. You know, a NASCAR driver can't just jump into an IndyCar 500 racer and win the freaking race. It's not going to happen. And if any of y'all jump into pro wrestling, you're at the whim of the writers. That's just how these different disciplines work. It it really is. And I'm I'm just, okay, I'm done with it. I'm just done with it. Finito. And any of you boxing guys want to come talk to me, we can rap. I'll, I'll go all day long. I'm sure I can pull up other instances. By the way, Joe Duffy was a professional boxer. He's not undefeated. James Vick is undefeated right now, and he's a former professional boxer, and he's climbing up in the MMA ranks. So let's see. There's more professional boxers in MMA than you think. I remember the Irish hand grenade, Marcus Davis, professional boxer. Didn't even make it out the first round on the Ultimate Fighter House. It took him years to at least get a decent mid-level experience in MMA in the UFC, and he never even made it to championship level. So get out of my face with this stuff. I'm so tired of it. Stop. Just stop. And from that, we'll move over to some MMA news. And it's kind of sad news to me, but it's good for them. Lorenzo and Frank Fertitta, of course, the Fertitta brothers, the ones that bought the UFC for $2 million and flipped it and sold it for $4 billion. The whole Zufa era, the guy, really, two of the founding fathers of MMA. Mm. If it wasn't for those two guys, we would not be talking about this beautiful sport that we love today. It just wouldn't be happening. They have officially sold the rest of their stake in the UFC. Wow. Officially have no more involvement with the UFC. I guess that makes the investment a $5 billion investment. Oh, they sold the rest of it to WME, huh? Yep. And wow. now the Fertitta brothers, Frank and Lorenzo, are both worth $2 billion apiece. Oh, and let's not stop with their family. Wait, didn't they? Wait. But they sold their shares to WME also, didn't they? 
Yeah. The Fertitas did? Yeah. But they're worth, I mean, if you look at Forbes, what they're worth. Okay. But each, two, two billion a piece. It's a mm. lot of money. Mm. And let's not stop there. Don't forget about their cousin, Tillman Fertitta, who bought the Houston Rockets for a cool $2.2 billion this week. Oh, yeah? Do you happen to hear about that? Yeah. No. Like, you know, well, my cousins just sold the UFC, and I figure we don't the have The Rockets? A, Is that their basketball he bought, team? He bought their cousin, Tillman Fertitta. The Houston Rockets? Yes. Is that an bought, NBA team? Yes. Just bought the they Houston They must Rockets. be awful. I've never Maybe. The no, Houston. they've been around for a while. They used to have Yao Ming. Tracy McGrady. I really don't follow basketball. Okay. But yeah, like, no, they're a good I still, team. I'm still like the Houston Rockets. Like, Even though I don't follow <laughs> basketball, most teams kind of roll off the tongue. Yeah. The city, like... No, they've Houston been around. Rock. I mean, it sounds it doesn't sound unfamiliar, but it's still just like they've been around. If you told me it was their professional soccer team, I would I would not have called you a liar. Like, no, that's their soccer team. You bought yeah. their you bought their soccer team. No, they've been around. Houston and, Rockets. And yeah. what about that? The Houston Rockets, a professional NBA basketball team, sold for two point two billion, half of what the UFC was sold for. Crazy, but in the family that is nuts. The Fertitta brothers, These like, well, sports man, they woo. They control a lot of money. That's anyway. They were like, uh, okay, well, we got rid of the UFC in our family, so let's just pick up an NBA team. Next will probably be a football. I mean, how rich is their family? Wasn't there some? Oh God, there was some UFC Raiders connection, wasn't there? Or were they, they? Was there a thought that the Fertitas were going to buy the Raiders? Or yeah, there was talks of that. Okay. I heard about that. Bringing the team to Las Vegas, they thought the Fertitas were going to do it. Okay, because I know Lorenzo and but they Frank, have nothing to do with the Raiders. Right? No. Okay. No, no, I, didn't they, think so. I think that was I didn't the team they were so. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But now, um, I mean, I need to find like a daughter <laughs> of that family. Oh, for T, for Tina daughter. Yes. I, <laughs> I didn't know where one. you were going with that. I need to really, really start learning like how to just focus my whole life on her. Sorry, Gabby underscore T. But that is possibly the richest family in America, right? It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, the richest Absolutely one you would incredible. want to deal with. Smart businessman. Like I said, otherwise you got to deal with like a Kardashian or like yeah. a Trump or something. You could seriously replace you the Shark Tank show high maintenance with the Fertitta family. Yeah, just get rid of all of them. Keep Mark Cuban and the Fertitta family, and just there's your show. Like Probably me. pretty I, awesome. I, get to, I like me some Mark Cuban. I do too. He's MMA based too. You know, he used to be HD Nets. I'm pretty sure he still owns Access TV. He has some huh. ties with the MMA. I didn't community. even know that. Yes, he does. But let's go back to Showtime. The you know, of course, that's who money, the money team is involved with. Mm. Of course, they just did the pay per view May Mac, and mm. of course, they're doing big things. But Showtime executive Stephen Espinosa said this week that he wants to throw his name in the hat for future UFC programming. So when this deal mm. is up with Fox, Stephen Espinosa is one, is already throwing it out there. He wants to throw his name in there, like, hey. I want a piece of that pie. Wow. I want UFC programming on Showtime. That's interesting. I found that interesting, too. That's the first name When's I heard. When's the Fox deal up? Remember, that's going to be in the beginning of this year. I think this next television deal is that's the tell-all right. and be It is soon, isn't it? Yeah. It's supposed to start huh. in 2018. I think 2018 is the last year, but they're going to yeah. be negotiating. Yeah. And, man, that is... Man, we haven't talked about that in a while. Yeah. The TV deal is going to be up soon. And the, the whole media landscape is completely different now. Uh-huh. Like... I mean, I was throwing out like Netflix or Amazon, and then you counter with, well, there's already Fight Pass. Like, uh, so I guess, like, uh, but it, it, the, the, there's, there's a lot that could happen. It could be anything. It could be anything. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, we'll the see. TV deal might not even be on TV. Yeah. I guess is what I was thinking. Yeah. Sort of. 
I think it will be. I, I really think that. I guess that would make well, it a TV deal. You got to pick one of them. Place and these guys up top know what they're talking about, especially Ari Emanuel. The guy runs Hollywood. I mean, if Showtime bought the about. rights to UFC, that'd be nuts. Because what would they do? Would they like move on to a regular channel? Would everybody have to pay big money to watch the UFC? How would know. that even work? I mean, it'd be like H. I mean, Showtime and HBO has been the home for boxing forever. Yeah. I remember at one point, you know, UFC was in talks with HBO. But I don't think, you know, HBO wanted too much control. Mm. Uh, the UFC is not going to cut a deal unless it's right. I got some thoughts on that, but it's not on, not, it's but too often. But the UFC is also looking for a huge deal. Or Game of Thrones talk. This is why they were estimated at $4.4 billion, or $4.4 billion, $4.4 billion or whatever it was. That's mm. why they were estimated so high, because supposedly the TV rights for this next deal supposed to be huge. They're, mm. they're doing it at a great time in the market where no other contract is It's supposed is to pay up. for what they paid the Fertitas. Pretty much. Yep. Most of it, yeah. Yep. Big chunk. Where yep. They can just go... One million <sighs> for six years. And yeah. And you make a profit, even. Yeah. They uh, Well, that's the goal, eventually, is to make a profit. Of course. And they'll do that through pay-per-views. You know, they're, they're pay-per-views. I mean, conceivably, they, the they could deal. make the profit through the TV deal alone. And Fight Pass. Over... I still see Fight Pass as a huge conglomerate for that company. I do. I mean, we're living in the Netflix era of communication. I really so. think Fight Pass is their future. Mm-hmm. I do. And live TV. Because... There's nothing good on live TV. Sports is what's keeping live TV going. Yeah. Really, like yeah. it's it's the biggest thing. You can get everything else off of the internet. Yep. And even sports to a degree you can get it off the internet. Most so, of it's illegal, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Showtime's already throwing their names in. I'm interested to see who else is going to. Because like I said, it's supposed to start talks are really supposed to heat up at the end and early of this year. Because they're going to want to get a deal in place before, obviously, the contract ends. So. Yeah. Interesting time. Very, very interesting you time. You don't want your UFC Well, to here's be a the one thing agent. about the TV deal. Like, I like Fox, and I like the relationship they've had. I really mm-hmm. do. I thought they've done a great job so far. But I'm going to give you the next four weeks of UFC programming, and I'll tell you what I have a problem with. Well, before you get into that, i just like to say I, I like the sake of the threat of change, at least for the sake of competition, which breeds quality. Mm-hmm. So, so, next four weeks? But the programming for the next four weeks is this week on with Pittsburgh, UFC Pittsburgh, uh, Luke Rockhold, David Branch, is on FS1. Next week, the Japan event that has Shogun Ro and Ovin St. Pru in the rematch, that's on FXX. Mm-hmm. The week after that, they're on pay-per-view, which is UFC 216. And then the week after that, the fourth week, they're in Gdansk, Poland. Who headlines 216? Pass. 216 right now is Kevin Lee versus Tony Ferguson. For the interim title. Uh, yeah, like I said, interim titles uh, being thrown around like candy. What's the co-main event? Do you know? Oh, wait. 216? Right now, it's Fabricio Redoom versus Derek Hunt. That sounds better than the main event. No. no? Kevin Lee versus Tony Ferguson. If you're a diehard MMA fan, Kevin Lee, Tony Ferguson's the fight. Okay. Is it worth $60, though? This is the question I'm asking nowadays. What's the co-co-main <laughs> Paige Van Zandt, Jessica I. And I'm not gonna lie, all three of those fights, good. I am interested. They sound good, yeah. yeah. They sound, they like, sound good. They're on. You're gonna but watch. But none of them. But are they worth sixty dollars? We'll get into that another time. But anyway, my big thing on that is that's four weeks in a row, and they're all over the place. They're not consistent with their TV schedule. Mm. It's like as a UFC fan to keep up, you 
when you have busy schedules, you're looking all over the place for the fights when they come on. They come yeah. on different times, different hours, different platforms, different this. They're just, I feel like they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. I would prefer like it was back yeah. in the day. It's like you need to build the sport, but you're also trying to build this auxiliary network. And at what point are you, you being know what? counterproductive to both brands? I like Tuesday Night Contender Series. You know why? It's going to be on Tuesday nights. Consistently. I know when it's in season, it's coming on every Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Same bad time, same bad phone. And that's what I would like to see, especially the fight nights. Like, I understand they can't do fight nights every week, but if you're going to have them, I'd like to see them more consistently on one channel like they used to have back in the day with Spike TV. You just knew you could always turn on Spike TV and there would be fights. Yeah. Um, Bellator has it now with Spike. For the most part, even though they don't have a lot of shows, you know, you're going to find them on Spike. Um, you know, I want it to be more like Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon's product. I want it yeah. to be more like Monday Night Football, which is now on ESPN. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be more like more of these staple shows where when you go to watch that programming, you know what channel. You don't have to worry about searching 30 channels for it and what time it's going to come on because it's always at least going to come on that time and channel. Mm-hmm. I like consistency because that's what people are. They yeah. want to get in consistent Creatures trends. of habit. I get confused. I follow this sport closely. And a lot of times, I don't even know till the day before what platform Yeah, they it's could on. be shooting themselves in the foot with all this. But moving on from that, here's a funny story. You know Conor McGregor just made $100 million. A security guard is suing Conor McGregor for $95,000 from the UFC 202 bottle-throwing incident. So he waited all the way until UFC got up to 260. We live in a beautiful suing. country. No By the way, this is a security guard. I just love the world. And a security guard is suing. People. It's great. A security awesome. guard is suing for getting hit with a soda can. It's amazing. In his upper lower back area. I'm. How much? $95,000. Yeah. That's a tenth of a million dollars worth of damage. A water bottle. Well, here we go. I feel like I could have picked out a handful of customers tonight and sue them for just as much punitive damages. I should get a quarter of a million dollars. I should get a tenth of a million dollars well, every single day that I work with the public. You're going to like this. I'm sure he's suing 5000 of it for the hospital bill. Oh, my God. I guess he received an injury. <laughs> the 90000 I guess, is for grievance. You know how he got that number, 90000 Okay, so for the Conor vs. Diaz 2 fight, Conor made $15 million. Diaz hit Conor McGregor 166 times. So he decided, uh, he divided 166 into 15 million and out came $90,000. <laughs> Give him the money! Show me the money, Jerry! Give me the money! I love it! I love it. Give it to him. I'm sold. I'm <laughs> sold. I'm the sold. Thing I'm ever sold. Heard. This guy has completely changed my mind in the last 11 seconds. I am down with the cause. Pay him. I love him. Let me. Deliver. Let me deliver his eulogy, DS. please. <laughs> that is awesome. I love this man. He's a great American hero. God bless him. <laughs> I, I don't. I wish I knew his name, but I don't know if I want to put it on blast like that. Nah, we need to well, protect anyway, this brave individual. Cajun Johnson fought on the UFC 215 card. He was on the very first fight of the night, knocked out his opponent. And afterwards, remember, Cajun Johnson is the guy that at the UFC retreat stepped up and talked about how bad, was very vocal about how bad the Reebok deal was in front of the Reebok representatives as they were doing a show. A slideshow, a presentation. <laughs> well, no, obviously it led for good things because Cajun Johnson said that him airing his grievances, actually they took him in the back and talked to him. They didn't penalize him or hurt him other than the fact that I do think putting him on the very, very first fight of the night did kind of penalize him, but he hasn't fought in two years. He is on a two-fight win streak, but he has been on a two-fight 
two-year layoff. So maybe it was appropriate. And anyway, mm. he did get the knockout. And afterwards, he claimed that he's actually very happy with the UFC. He doesn't really think he's being punished. He claims the UFC is releasing a new show in October that's supposed to help the fighters' bottom line. And they're supposed mm. to have more retreats to hear fighter grievances and hear their problems so they can work with the fighters in resolving these issues and making it better. Nice. I'm just very curious as to what that is. That just left me wondering, like, well, don't leave me with a cliffhanger. But then again, October is not very far away, so I can be patient. Yeah. In other news, Cain Velasquez has officially ruled out his return for the rest of this year. You will not see him. So him fighting Stipe Miocic for the title before the year is out is absolutely off the table. So Francis Ngannou. So it must be, yeah. That's the only thing I can speculate. It's got to be Francis Ngannou. Cain Velasquez, I'm not hating on him, though. For a guy that pulled out of a lot of fights and was constantly injured, he yeah. said he's taking all the time Recuperate. off to heal his injuries. Can't, I can't, can't hate on that. Everybody rushing him back. Any athlete not wanting to come back for whatever reason, I pretty yeah. much can't hate. You're, back off. Yeah. yeah. It's the heavyweight division. You better whatever be Whatever you got to do, whatever you got to say, sometimes we'll make fun of this or that, but yeah. maybe it's for another reason that's none of our business. And, and Kane's like 35, God bless 36 you. Take care years of yourself. old. That's prime age your for heavyweight. that you're yeah. mortgaging doing all this. So I agree with it. Good for you, Kane. I, I actually look forward to I seeing I want to see 100% Kane year. when he yeah. comes back. So I do, too. I'm down. I do, too. I'm down. Um, good news for Bellator. They signed Douglas Lemur, their welterweight champion, to a new long-term extension. That's very good news for them, even though I think he's about to lose the belt to Rory McDonald. But that's still a fantastic mm-hmm. fight, and the fight hasn't happened yet, so... Douglas Lima still could win that thing, but it's great to see Bellator is actually signing their champions for once. Uh-huh. Remember, Ben Askren... Left as their champion. Eddie Alvarez left yeah, as their you don't champion. Want that to happen. Will Brooks left as their champion. And I believe it's Vitaly Minikov, their heavyweight champion, left as their champion. That's why they don't have a heavyweight title right now. <laughs> They've had like four champions leave. So it's kind of refreshing. Is that guy I'm, in the UFC? Three of the four are. No, no, two of the four are. I'm sorry. Ben Asker is in one FC. I don't know where the heavyweight okay, champion so is they're, fighting. They're in other... I believe ACB, that absolute okay. Burkut combat. And then the other two are in the UFC. Of course, Eddie Alvarez and Will Brooks. It's the Brickhut, the Russian one? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, good for Bellator actually signing a champion down. I think yeah. that's good news for them. I'm happy for them, actually. I mean, God, they've had a tough break with that type of stuff. And LFA is in the news for signing somebody as they are signing out of retirement amputee Nick Newell. The guy only has one arm. His, uh, I don't remember which arm. I want to say it's his left arm. It's he doesn't have it from pretty much the shoulder. Um, yeah, he pretty much doesn't have half an arm. It's just a nub there. What did they sign him to do? Fight. He's thirteen and one. Without the arm. Yes, he's amazing. Look him up. It's it's incredible. What's that name he again? He retired, dude. Nick Newell. Nick Newell. A couple years How ago. How do you spell Newell? N e w e l l. N e w. What? E-L-L. N-E-W-E-L-L. Yes. Nick Newell. Everybody. Stat. If I mean, I was, this guy could be a God, big we story. I'm happy for LFA. I'd be looking at it right now. I've seen him fight. He's fantastic. You know his one losses against? It was a championship fight in World Series of Fighting against none other than Justin Gaethje. Oh. The guy beat everybody else that was put in front of him. Wow. Lots of finishes, too. Man, it's an amazing story. I would hate to lose to him. Yeah. I would not be happy. That would not be a fun drive home. And he retired due to injuries. He just couldn't keep up. He had so many injuries at once. God, and if you were to take a bus or a plane home. Took two oh, years off, man. said he feels better, and he's ready to come back, and he just doesn't. He still has that competitive drive. I, I say good for you, good this for LFA. People missing half an arm. Good for LFA. Oh, my God. 
I never see LFA make a make a, a headline because of somebody they signed. And because of that, I gotta say, now it is time. This is where we separate the weak from the strong. The strong and the weak. <laughs> Joe Newbauer at Jono's MMA, our resident MMA historian. What is your strong or strongs for the week? I have strongs and I have weeks. And to start with my strongs, UFC 217, November 4th in Madison Square Garden, gets a third oh. Oh. title fight. Oh. Well, what do we have so far? What are the first two, real quick? It's George St. Pierre versus Michael Bisping. Nope. TJ Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrandt, and the number one best fighter in all of women's mixed martial arts, my girl, Joanna Jared Jacek is taking on Thug Rose Namajunas. Wow. Wow, man. I bet the UFC wishes they could have breaking off some of that for some of these last two cards. Dang! Well, and I was going to get into that as much as I'm putting this as a strong. As wow! UFC 217 is the card for MMA to look wow. at at the end of this year. I mean, that thing is That's like a, a Super Bowl. That's a card in MSG. Yeah, That's man. just the title fights. Yep, the rest of the card is dope, too. Um, my only thing is we're paying $60 for this. Why can't UFC 216, 250, why can't other cards get this type of love? Well, part of it is timing. Right? Why do we get three real title fights on one card and an interim title fight? Could any, could any fight of the these fights ones? been on any of these earlier cards? Well, they cards? said they tried getting people for 216, the next one coming up, but everybody said they couldn't do it. Mm. They just wouldn't be ready. Mm. So it is what it is, but let's just keep it at a strong and keep the positive high. Like as 217 it, is That's fantastic. Their exciting. second show in a Madison wow. Square Garden. It might not be Connor good, but you know what? That's the second best thing. That's, that is a fantastic martial arts card. And then my other strong has to go to the one performance I didn't break down earlier when I broke down 215 is Henry Cejudo, the 125-pound former Olympic gold medalist. Henry Cejudo's performance over Wilson Reese was just absolutely flawless. The guy actually looked like Conor McGregor in his stance. This guy was an Olympic gold medalist, so he already has wrestling. He's only been in this sport for four years he already lost to muddy mouse but that fight was like what a year and a half two years ago mm. it was way too soon in his mixed martial arts career mm. this guy every fight i've seen him in he has grown leaps and bounds probably the most improved fighter that i have ever seen and i genuinely believe i genuinely believe if he gets a second crack at that title by next year he will be the one to dethrone Mighty Mouse Demetrius Johnson. I really, really What's that believe name that. Again? It's Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo. He had a different type of stand-up style. He looked like Conor McGregor or Lyoto Machida out there. And this guy was nothing but a wrestler four years ago. I mean, Olympic counter gold medal wrestler, but that's how good of an athlete this guy is. I think he is the gonna be the first star in the 125 pound division. I can't say enough good things. Me and my friend Martin, we were so impressed by his performance. It made going out and watching the fights worth that performance alone. Just to see him perform, because he's something special. Mm. It was good. And what is your rendering on this week's week? All right, my first week is very simple. When I started watching the fights on FS1 to watch the prelims when they were supposed to start, I switched it over there just to find out that they're being now shown on FS2. And this is becoming a serious problem. 
You know why they were switched from FS1 to FS2? You don't want a program to be making a juke like it's a running back. Well, because uh, what they had on the live programming before that ran over. This time it wasn't even a baseball game. It was golf. Wait, they, they put it on a different network because the original thing was running long? Yes, golf. So Not they, even Tiger they Woods changed golf. the channel it was being shown on off yes, the cuff. For the first hour, the first two fights, probably arguably the best two fights to watch on the FSS, FS1 prelims and Alex White and then against Mitch Clark and then, of course, the Gavin Tucker versus Rick Glenn fight was on FS2. Now, if you record them things like I do 90% of the time because I have other things I have to do like work or I'm out of town or whatever yeah, You count on, on the DVR night, to do what it's supposed to do. count on the DVR. This is about the fourth time this year oh. it hasn't recorded. And I think it's just dirty. So, now, so it's just like you, you just got to record every FS and every yeah. FX and like, every... What's this signal? And it was for golf? You mean to tell me you're getting more rating? We're not talking Tiger Woods golf. We're not talking Jack Dick Mickelson. Well, at least the judges can't get in the way of golf. Oh. Do they even have judges You're going to give me some golf. You better give me like Barack <laughs> Obama versus Donald Trump teeing it up. You better give me You better give me something better. You better give me the Biebs versus Money Mayweather. I want to see some real people tee it up on the golf course. Right. But if you're giving me some no-name, like who watches golf? I want golf? them standing on top of some American Gladiator-style pedestals yeah. swinging at each other with the golf clubs. Yes. Get, get those dimple balls out of my face. It's it's not even Tiger Woods. I, I don't want that. It's not even that hot golfer. I don't even remember her name. It's, I don't I don't want that. Like get, get out of my face with that stuff. I have to go to FS2. I couldn't even get it recorded. God, guys got to get it together with this programming content. Is there a hot I, believe, I, I would like to think so in my mind. I mean, I, I there are a lot of hot... I mean, I'm never dissatisfied with any of the hot golf... With any of the hot golfers I see, but I don't know of one in particular. I don't know. They I usually golf. have very athletic legs. I'm not I disrespecting golf. Guys, it's great. It's just like going out and shooting pool. It's just like those other type of... It's not a sport. I'm sorry. Pool. I mean, I if you can pool. be 50 and still compete at the highest level, it's probably not a high-level sport. I love pool. But I love pool, too. But here we go. Here's my real week. Get ready for this. Matthew J. Better, I just want you to listen to this for a second. My real week comes from angry. the biggest boxing promoter. Well, probably used to be big biggest boxing promoter. Bob Arum's comments. Get ready. Oh, God. Bob Arum said this. We have an enemy. We have a villain, and it's the UFC. If we all work together, we can beat the UFC, which is a sport that cannot be compared to boxing. And here we go. I want to break this line down again. He said, we can beat the UFC, which is a sport that cannot be compared to boxing. First of all, Bob Arum, let me get this out. Hey, stupid. UFC is not MMA. UFC is a promotion. It's one promotion. It's an accidental backhanded compliment. MMA. UFC is the the Kleenex of MMA. Yeah, I mean, if you hate. It's the chapstick. It's the everything. It's the Starbucks. It's the iPhone. Because the UFC. It's even more than the iPhone. Has been dominating his product. The UFC consistently gets higher in his product. He's like the Cleveland Browns trying to call the Baltimore Ravens rivals. The Baltimore Ravens are like, okay, sure. Well, here's the other thing Bob Arum is for HBO. Showtime mm. just broke the pay-per-view record. Mm. 
uh, Showtime just broke the pay-per-view record with an MMA guy. Not just a UFC guy, mm. an MMA guy and Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. That's why you're such a bitter ex-girlfriend. Mm. You need to shut up if you don't know what you're talking about. Mm. UFC mm. is not a sport. It is the promotion... It is the premier mixed martial arts league. Mixed martial arts is going to stay around. The sooner you realize that, the better off you will be. The people want it. Look, they you want can it take way out more the than UFC. boxing. You want it way more than boxing, bro. Go ahead. Done. Take out the UFC. Done. You can do that, but guess what? There's promotions like Bellator. There's promotions like the Premier Fighting League, One Championship. There's LFAs. There's another promotion that is going to gobble up all that high-level talent because they have over 500 freaking fighters just in the UFC alone, not including all the high-level talent that isn't in the UFC. It's too many good fighters in the sport that can draw some money to just get rid of. So if you're going to talk about getting rid of something, just say you hate the UFC. At least be educated, you ignorant fool, to think that UFC is MMA. You're just like these idiots I talk to all the time. You watch UFC, yo? I love that sport, UFC. It's it's not UFC a sport. It's the promotion. It's the same as WWE with professional wrestling. It is the three-letter entity, you buffoon. Get it through your heads. Nothing drives me more nuts than that. It's called mixed martial arts. I'm done. Thanks for coming ringside today, maniacs. We love it when you stop by. Please tell your friends about us. Like, share, retweet. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. There, you should also grab our sister production, Better Health and World, to devour good health, life, and everything that speaks to maximize the human experience in a fun atmosphere. Follow Joe Neubauer at Joe MMA. Even though she's not here tonight, Gabrielle Tambellin at Gabby underscore T and me. Matthew Krugerman Jr. and Matthew J. Better. We love you guys and girls. Peace.